0: after being off of Instagram and Facebook for mostly a month and not checking at all on my phone. And the only time I would check is, you know, maybe once every other week or so on my desktop, uh, as far as Facebook goes, I started to get out of that habit and out of that pattern of going to my phone to check for updates, going to my phone to check for that stuff. And, And I think that's where we all should be. You know, we as entrepreneurs, as people who are really looking to make amazing impacts, as people who are looking to, you know, get greater leverage and greater freedom with our time, uh, it's really important how we use that time. And that's where I want to invest the rest of this episode, talking about how you're investing your time and also where I'm struggling right now with my time and exactly where I am with Carrot as a business. So I'm just going to kind of open up and, and let you guys know where I am, where, where we are, the amazing things and the hard things and, and why I'm really struggling right now with my time and what I'm what I'm actively doing about it and the playbook that I execute whenever I get to the spot that uh, helps me get out of it over a short amount of time. Hey y'all, I've been off of social media for quite a while. So if you guys are following me and if you guys have been a part of the podcast for a while, guys, we're in our fourth year. That's really crazy. Actually, let me reverse in this. So I started the Carrot Cast back in 2016, year four of doing podcasts every single week. Uh, Shoot the last two years, two podcasts every single week. And um, man, I'm so grateful for this podcast because it's it's been an outlet for me uh, creatively. It's been an outlet for me just kind of therapeutically to talk through the journey I'm going uh, on as an entrepreneur and uh, I've been getting so many amazing, amazing comments and bits of feedback from those of you that are loyal listeners or brand new listeners on how the Carrot Cast is impacting your life. Uh, so continue those, those comments. I uh, keep posting those reviews on Apple iTunes. I read every single one of them and it pumps me up to read those things. And uh, y'all <clears throat> keep coming to Carrot Camp and telling me about it. Uh, every, team, every single time we have a Carrot Camp, we always hear from people. It's like, oh man, how much the Carrot Cast has changed their lives and led to them growing their companies and or making it to care camps so we can change their lives even more. Okay, so um, now that we're past that, I want to kind of dive into where I am right now as an entrepreneur. And once again, I always want to tie this back to how you, no matter where you are in life, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're a real estate agent, whether you're a real estate investor, whether you are uh, someone that works for somebody else, uh, I think there's going to be lessons for everybody in this episode for sure. Uh, So, once again, kind of where I started, I haven't really been on social media much lately. There was about a month ago, I watched the movie The Social Dilemma, which many of you all probably watched. And if you have not watched, I highly suggest you go to Netflix and watching The Social Dilemma. But it really highlighted for me, you know, how much we get intertwined into... Busyness, how we get intertwined into other people's worlds, other people's agendas, how we get intertwined into software and algorithms that, that want us to do what they want us to do, not what we actually need to do. And so after I watched that, I deleted Facebook from my phone. It has not been on, on my phone since. Uh, I deleted Instagram from my phone. Now, I put that back on about a week ago, but I haven't really been engaging in it much. My aim was I want to start posting again. But um, after being off of Instagram and Facebook for mostly a month and not checking at all on my phone, and the only time I would check is, you know, maybe once every other week or so on my desktop, uh, as far as Facebook goes, I started to get out of that habit and out of that pattern of going to my phone to check for updates, going to my phone to check for that stuff, And, and I think that's where we all should be. You know, we as entrepreneurs, as people who are really looking to make amazing impacts, as people who are looking to, you know, get greater leverage and greater freedom with our time, uh, it's really important how we use that time, and that's where I want to invest the rest of this episode talking about how you're investing your time, and also where I'm struggling right now with my time, and exactly where I am with Carrot as a business. I'm just going to kind of open up, um, you know, open up and, and let you guys know where I am, where where we are, um, the amazing things and the hard things, and and why I'm really struggling right now with my time, and what I'm what I'm actively doing about it and the playbook that I execute whenever I get to the spot that uh, helps me get out of it over a short amount of time. And so, here it is right now. We're 40, 40 team members, okay, 40 full-time people. Um, and we're at a spot that's really interesting because uh, anytime a company crosses over that, that $10 million a year mark, there's a bunch of magical things that happen. Now, this isn't something that is every single business, but it's most businesses, okay? most businesses, uh, rather than ones that are like, as an example, uh, I think Jenner, Kylie Jenner, you know, the, the TV influencer gal, uh, she has her cosmetics company that does hundreds of millions of dollars in sales. And I think I saw something posted that she has like 10 employees. Now she's probably not feeling what I'm, what we're feeling right now because she didn't have to scale up her team. What she did was she created a great product. She created a team and then she hired all of the people to do all the rest of the work. Like she hired the manufacturing facility, she outsourced it. She outsourced the marketing, she outsourced all the other stuff. And so the internal very small team of less than 10 people uh, is mainly just kind of some really, really high level, probably finance person, some stuff like that. You know, So uh, what I'm telling you applies to building a full functional business with a full suite of team members uh, that function that business versus outsourcing the primary functions of the company. Okay, So when you cross over that $10 million year mark and you have a fully functioning team, uh, the average company has to really change. You know, the average company, you have to move from the founder doing a ton of the work uh, into the founder leading better and the founder building up leaders and the founder helping those leaders save time and helping those leaders gain back time and bandwidth. And, uh, Alex Sharf, and I've had him on before I talked about it in a recent podcast episode, even, you know, the billionaire code, uh, go check out that recent episode where I talk about the billionaire code. Um, it talks about, you know, making that move from one to three and three to 10 and 10 to 30 and in the whole thing. And it goes all the way from zero to 40,000. So go back and listen to that episode if you want context into the billionaire code and what you need to do as an entrepreneur, no matter what phase you are, the billionaire code will tell you exactly where your blocks and bottlenecks likely are and how to fix them. And I can tell you it's frighteningly true and accurate. So what, what the code says right now that I should be doing is once again, helping my team members to save time, helping my leaders to buy back time and bandwidth. And, uh, we had to let go a really valued person. I really love, you know, person that's you know, kind of like a brother to me, just an amazing, amazing individual, very wicked, smart individual been with us for a couple of years, um, has had tons of really great successes, um, previous to carrot. And he really has helped carrot get to where we are today. Um, but as I really dug in, I just started to realize, you know, where I need, uh, where, where I need different skill sets and different leaders in different places to take us from the 10 to 30. Because uh, once you cross over the 30, it's about how how well those leaders lead their teams, how well those leaders own the full function of that business. Because you as the founder, you can't own four, five, six functions of the business anymore. You've got to delegate results at that point. And so for me, I, I, I let that leader go a couple weeks ago, insanely hard to do. One of the hardest things I've ever had to do. Because I haven't, haven't really had to fire a lot of people. And, uh, and I didn't even have to fire this person. The, the problem was over the years, we've had dozens and dozens of employees and we've really had like almost zero turnover. And I've always wore that as a badge of honor at Carrot where it's like, man, almost no one leaves Carrot and we haven't had to fire anybody really. And um, what I'm starting to learn is by doing that, you do a couple things. Number one, if you're not coaching and helping those people grow well, then the company can outpace their growth and they might become a, a B player in 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 a role here with Carrot where they could actually be an A player somewhere else. And I started to find that with some of my leaders and team members around the company where we have amazing, amazing people, but they are, they are showing up as a B player in the company, which makes it really hard on me, which makes it really hard on the leader. Because uh, you end up having to go back and redo some of their work or you have to you have to pull extra hard to get that person to really do proactive things to, to really crush it. Or they do good proficient work, but to get to the next level, you really need you really need someone to come in with just a dynamic new skill set that just pulls things up instead of keeps the status quo. And so as we're looking at that next level, it's really gonna require us to change a lot. And that happens with all of the levels of the billionaire code. It happens when you go from zero to 100,000. You've gotta change the way you operate your business. It happens from 100 to 300. It happens from 300 to a million. It happens once you cross over a million, you've gotta change the way that you're leading. You gotta change the way that you're doing business. And so for for me right now, it's like, man, I've gotta rebuild up the the leadership team, gotta coach people up, find spots where leaders Uh, can succeed better or if they can be an A player outside of Carrot but uh, they're just not able to be an A player inside of Carrot um, because of where we're going and what we need and things like that then we need to find people who can be an A player inside of Carrot and find amazing jobs for those leaders outside of Carrot where they can really thrive uh, with the skill set that they've got because there's everybody uh, carrot has an amazing skill set and can completely thrive and be a massive contributor in, in companies out there. We just have to discover is carrot the company for the next phase or can we help them find an amazing company that they'll enjoy and they'll also uh, thrive and be a massive contributor uh, that is outside of carrot. It's insanely tough because I really do see carrot you know as a team and sometimes I even uh, said it was a family. And uh, it's hard to say but it's like man, at some point, you've got to grow your company to where you go, um, things have to change and we have to coach people better. And if we're not coaching people better, we have to find ways that, the, that we can plug those people into other jobs that are not carrot, it's painful. Because a lot of those people I, I love insanely. A lot of those people are, are some great friends of mine and they're very, very smart. Um, and we just need to find out how we can help them succeed here. Um, and that's big on my mind. So. The biggest struggle i'm I'm having right now is as i let that that leader go and as we're digging in and rebuilding two other teams at carrot um and as i'm you know working with my assistant jen to really find ways to up level her uh, to that next level as well because uh with her role i had kind of gotten a pretty darn bad pattern of just really delegating everything to her as far as hey can you do this thing for me and i didn't do a good job at all on coaching on helping her to find ways to be proactive on helping you know does she does she know what my goals are for the quarter does she know what the company's goals and metrics are for the quarter is she looking at the scorecard weekly does she know what the the company's okrs are and the projects are for this quarter and this month and the answer was no you know she's worked for me for, with me for 9 years but i would never really Pulled back to think, well, shoot, how can I get her out of reactionary mode? And what do I need to equip her with training wise and resource wise? So she can take over a lot of the things I have to think about and she can start to be really, really proactive. And so once we had that conversation, you know, I trained her on the company's scorecard and trained her on the things I want her to look at and alert me to every week. If they pop up, I trained her on wait, you know, where to look at for the company's plan for the OKRs and objectives and where to look at for the company's um, projects and exactly how to look at those and and to know whether something's off track or needs resources or needs my attention. Because those are things that I would take my time out of my day to go check it out because I was curious, and that would take me out of my flow. And every single time you do that, it ends up piling up and adding on to the list of things in your brain that you've got to do. And it takes you away from other more important things. So I started to up-level gen there. And then over on the uh, other side of things, I'm I'm digging in and and really rebuilding the marketing team and building and, and growing the marketing team from the ground up pretty much and working with those three team members over there who are all amazing and trying to figure out, okay, where do you thrive? Where, where, where do you need coaching? You know, what what's working right now for our marketing? What's not? How do we double down on what's working? And, how, and where do we add one new thing to the mix for the quarter? And one of my philosophies is this, is anytime you're doing planning, whether it's for marketing or for anything like that, I always like to say, let's do one new thing, Okay, one completely new thing. That, um, that helps us to, to do some big stuff and shoot for some big goals. But then let's find two to three improvements on things that already exist that we can just do projects to improve those things and optimize them. Way too often I talk with entrepreneurs and they're choosing two or three new things. Okay, And when you do two or three new things, everyone gets busy. You don't have a chance to go deep in that subject. You don't really do amazing at any of them because you're trying to focus on three new things. And instead, do one new thing every quarter. Okay, I want to test this thing or I'm going to build this thing. And then do two to three improvements. And so as I'm getting out, out of the truck right now to, to get to the house, um, that's what I'm looking at. It's like, how do I juggle taking over the marketing team, which is normally a 40 hour a week job, uh, while, I'm, while I'm working to hire that? And, and how do I, and how do I, my truck is honking me because I left my keys in there. And as I'm, as I'm taking that job back over, then how do I also lead through with our leadership team on our 2021 strategic planning, which is a lot of work? and then also uh, while I'm leading through that how do i how do i still lead as a good leader with all of my direct reports my six direct reports of the other directors and coach them well so they can they can be running their teams well and all throughout that, how do I still do some of the day-to-day stuff that I have adopted or said I wanted to do with my content and my podcast and other things like that? And so what I've had to determine to do, I don't know if you heard a theme on this podcast episode, but it's all about coaching and creating a process. It's all about pulling back and saying, it's not what needs to get done or how it needs to get done. It's who can I enlist that's amazing at this to do this for me and that I can align with them around, here's the outcome we want to share. Um, Here's some resource tools and training for you to go out there and learn how to do this better. Here's the expectations that I'm setting up. Hey, I'd like for you to report this to me weekly in this format. Um, And here's where we document it to make sure we're both accountable to it. And here's how you give me feedback and where you can have better resources and training to get this done. And then let's create a cadence, a meeting cadence, where we document those things where all of us know what our role is in it and we can share with each other what's working, what's not, where do I need training, where do I need feedback? And so uh, me as a leader right now, y'all, it's a really, really hard period. Uh, it's a hard period for me right now. But honestly, I'm getting energy from it because um, I'm learning the most right now. Just like they always say, you don't learn the most through your wins. You learn the most through your failures. You learn the most through the things that are hard, and this is extremely hard for me right now. Okay, I'm I'm having to ramp up my hours to create process, to create systems, uh, and I'm really challenging myself to say how do I how do I not do that and and like mock up that landing page or how do I not have to write that email copy or how do I not do this thing? How do I even not not make the process? Can I dictate? And, and, and collaborate with that person to align on what the process should have in it, have them bring the process back to me, have me okay it or modify it with them, and then I can get a lot higher leverage on my time. And so I want you to look at your life right now. Where are you finding yourself doing too much of the work? Where can you find people that are amazing at those things? And you start to ask the who question. Who can I enlist to help with this? Not how does it get done. And ask yourself, where am I feeling really busy and overwhelmed? It's usually not you trying to figure out a longer list of items and things that you need to do. It's usually you pulling back, getting really smart and saying, you know know what? I'm going to enlist someone to help me with this. I'm going to clear off things in my calendar to not try to do all these tasks, but to write down a job description and to create two processes and go find a person to do these things on this list because I cannot perpetually stay in this mode. All right, guys, So if you want to outsource better, I'll go check out some of the resources we have there. But I'm going to, I'm going to head into the house. Uh, I'm going to hang out with the family, and I'm going to pull a, a late one tonight to really dial in this new job description for the marketing director, really dial in two or three processes for how we do marketing plans better. And as I, as I nail that marketing plan process, uh, keep an eye out because we'll probably make a whole blog post about how to, how to, how to create a marketing plan, uh, no matter what size of company you are. So guys have an amazing rest of the time. I'll keep you updated on my journey with this. I want you to do the same for me and go over to Apple iTunes and hit me with a five-star review if you've gotten any value out of the podcast, this one or any other episodes. Love you guys. Talk soon.